We are back in the loft, and we are going to have some fun today. Yes, we are. It's rainy, it's wet, it's wintry, so... So it's time for spring. Yeah. (laughs) But for now, we'll just sit in here and talk about some fun stuff. Let's have a fun podcast. Yeah. Fun is good. Nothing heavy today. Let's do fun. Let's do some, I don't know, Holy Ghost talk. That's always fun. Always fun. I mean, the world likes to party. Had a big Super Bowl party last night. Maybe not as big as they usually do because of this thing called Corona and all this stuff. And so the world don't know how to get together and party and have fun, but we still do. Yep, because we still go to church. And we still get together and we still, you know, just get Holy Ghost drunk. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better than the way the world does it anyway. Yes, that is the truth. It's the real way. It is. So we hope you are having a great day wherever you are. We hope you're ready to get into some fun Holy Ghost talk. Conversations. (laughs) That's right. So here is your disclaimer or warning or whatever you want to say. We are are Pentecostal, not in denomination is what I'm not speaking of denomination. I'm speaking of experience. And so when you read chapter two, when you read Acts chapter two and you read the whole book of Acts and really the whole New Testament. um, Yes. And God is doing signs and wonders and miracles. Um, it's it's what we still believe in. We do, and we love to see. And we love to see it. And if and, we're not seeing it, we check ourselves and go, yeah, what's and, going on? And experience it, and we just go for it. And um, it's a lot easier to connect to the world from a standpoint of experience than from a standpoint of a message. Um, what I mean by that is, of course, we believe in good messages and and have to have it. But if there's no experience to go with the message, it's hard to reach the world. That's why the world is turning to um, looking for the supernatural in other means. Um, the Harry Potter series is w- one of the examples that I'm talking about. They are looking for an ex- something that is tangible, something they can see, something they can experience. and um, They want young- something that is tangible, but it's still supernatural. Yeah, and, and, and they want to, to experience and see that. And the church, the, the Word of God is full of supernatural. Yes. But the church has been become ashamed of it, and as a result, uh, the, our, we have young people, teenagers and young adults and basically every age that are drawn to the supernatural in the way that the devil wants to present it. Well, I heard a a preacher say on TV the other day, I can't remember what I was watching, but he was talking about the supernatural and he said, you can break into the supernatural on either end of the spectrum. You can break into it on the godly spectrum or the satanic spectrum. That's right. So it goes both ways. That's that's right because everyone, it's real both ways. It is, and everyone has um, 
there's always some desire in every person to experience the supernatural. That's right. So we have to show people that uh, the godly supernatural is a real thing. That's right. And, uh, you know, I've always been taught that if if our spiritual eyes were open all the time, you know, we, we see visions, we see um, things in the spirit realm um, sometimes, but if our spirit uh, spiritual eyes were open at all times, we would see that the supernatural realm is actually more real than the physical realm and has so much more to do with what we're seeing in the physical natural realm. That's right. Then we realize. That's exactly right. And why we would try to package Christianity in a way that doesn't involve the supernatural, I don't know. Because well, that's that doesn't even work. It doesn't <laughs> add up because think about it. Let's just okay, where's the supernatural in the scripture? Maybe Somebody's listening, and that's what you're asking. Well, I'm glad you asked because— <laughs> Thank you for asking. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to—I to, I know where to start, but I don't even know where to where end. end. yeah. I mean, from exactly. the very beginning, it says that uh, God spoke, and out of nothing created everything. everything. Nothing's more supernatural right. than that. Yeah. So if you even believe that God created the earth from the very first verse— of Genesis, mm-hmm. then you understand he's a supernatural God. He's a real God. He's a supernatural God. He moves in ways that are above and beyond our understanding and what we can grasp. And so um, anyway, let's just go through some of them. I mean, um, <clears throat> there was a pillar of fire that led uh, his people out, out. out of Egypt. Right. Israel, Israelites came out of Egypt because of a pillar of fire. And <clears throat> um, they had fire at night and a cloud uh, by the and day. And a cloud by day. I mean, um, that's pretty supernatural. Jesus turned water into wine. I mean, that's really supernatural. That's not. That's not some. It wasn't some sleight of hand. It wasn't no. some uh, Las Vegas magician's uh, illusion. Is this is real? And this is what he did. I mean, that's extremely supernatural. Yes. Um, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He, he, exactly. Um, he he came, uh, and everywhere he went, he did supernatural. He everywhere. healed people. I mean, to take a blind person and say, be healed in there, and they received their sight, that's extremely supernatural. supernatural. To um, take a dead person and raise them from the dead, that's, that's supernatural. Yes, it's beyond, it's beyond the, the realm of what's possible here. Yes. And then this amazing thing happens in Acts chapter 2. And a million, million messages have been preached from there. But this amazing thing happens in Acts chapter 2. There's this transition where basically what, in a nutshell, in Acts chapter 1, we see Jesus is ascending into heaven. And in Acts chapter 1, and I think it's verse 8, he says that there's a promise that you shall be endued with power. And the Comforter would come, he says, and it's a capital C. That's in Acts chapter 1. And then in Acts chapter 2, Jesus ascends in Acts chapter 1. And then in Acts chapter 2, there's the transition. Right. It's the moment when he basically said, okay, I've shown you the what it's like to walk and live in this supernatural power that comes only from heaven. And now I'm going to give you and leave you this power. And it's, gonna, and it's going to become stronger. Yes. And it's going to become greater. And there's going to be manifestations that you've never seen before. And there's going to be unexplainable manifestations of my power and my glory through you. And he said, you would be filled with this power. 
Now, this is in Acts chapter one, a Acts chapter one through the beginning of Acts chapter two. And so, in Acts chapter two, they go and they gather in uh, in in the upper room, and it says they came in unity, one mind, one accord. And suddenly, the place where they were assembled, mm-hmm. a rushing mighty wind came in, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And then, what happened is, an a, a supernatural manifestation happened, actual fire set up on their heads. Yes. And there was visible fire. That's why we often if you if you're around us uh holy rollers very much, you'll un, you'll hear us talk about the fire, the fire, the fire. This is what we're talking about. It goes right back there. Acts chapter 2. I don't want to give a history of dispensations right now. I can't uh, couldn't do it justice like it would need to be done. Uh certainly not in just a few moments. But the dispensation or time period of the church began in Acts chapter 2. That's the dispensation that we are now in. From that moment, the church was born. There was that, that's where the church started, Acts chapter 2. And it was born in supernatural power. And the church is supposed to look like Acts chapter 2, full of the supernatural power, manifestation, and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Right. And, you know, after, um, well, when we were quarantined, at the beginning, I decided that I was going to read through the book of Acts. I just felt impressed to do that. And one thing that I want to point out, you were talking about the day of Pentecost when uh, the Holy Ghost came, and it was a, like a sound of a rushing mighty wind came in, and then they saw fire sitting on their each of their heads. Well, the Holy Spirit oftentimes moves through our senses. And so there was a visual. They saw the fire. Right. They heard the sound of the, of the mighty wind. They began to speak with other tongues. They could feel that power, right? Yeah. So all of their senses were engaged in the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. Right. They felt him. They heard him. They saw him. He spoke through them. And then they went out into the streets. They didn't stay in that room, did they? They went out into the streets. They spilled out. Spilled out all over. People thought they were drunk on wine. They were drunk on the Holy Spirit, and they were doing miracles. So through the whole book of Acts, there are so many places where um, they, they it's, it's in Acts where Peter, while he yet spake, then the Holy Spirit fell while he was preaching. Acts chapter 10. Yes. And they healed people. They prayed for other people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that thousands, I love that, thousands were added to the church daily. Every day. They cast out demons. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, have you ever seen a demon be cast out? Well, yes, yes, I have. And and I've cast out demons. You have too. Yep. And they want to be kind of freaked out by that. But you know what? It's better out than in, right? That's right. Rather ha- get those things out than That's exactly right. leave them in there to, to um, well, and, and, destroy. And, and the world is... is fascinated by this stuff yeah there's secular tv shows called supernatural there's secular tv shows where they um you know try to find people uh, there's documentaries on exorcisms and all kinds of stuff like this the world is is and we're not going to go too deep into that right now that's not what we're talking about but the world is looking for a power that's more real than just some idea that comes from another book the Bible is not another book. No, it's the not. The Bible is a book 
that is an instruction manual that if you follow it, you will experience the supernatural power of God in your everyday life. And so um, throughout the scriptures, I was saying a while ago, throughout the scriptures we see, uh, or after Acts chapter 2, we see the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, Throughout Acts, it's spread. I mean, it's basically revival. Like wildfire. It's revival, fire spreading, um, burning through every person that... And and you have to imagine, too, they had no reference point they hadn't for any seen of this. it before they had never seen it never experienced it never heard a message about it never heard of a wild and crazy church down the road that you have to dare each other to go a visit you <laughs> right. know because people speak in tongues they had none of that this was all completely brand new jesus had just died on the cross and rose again just you know days before that and then ascended into heaven i mean this is brand new stuff right and and this is this is the comforter that was promised. Now, we can do whatever we want to do to try to um, explain it away, to try to um, you know, remove that part from the Scripture. The man has tried to do it. Man has tried to avoid it. Man's tried to act like it's not there because it makes their flesh uncomfortable. So here's, what I, here's the, the, the uh, good news that I have for you. If this kind of demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost makes your flesh uncomfortable, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's exactly a good thing. what I was thinking. I was like, you want that uncomfortable feel. You want that um, when the Holy Ghost comes in and something's uncomfortable in you, you want to adjust that. That's right. To where it is right with the Holy Spirit. And it's in the line in the stream and in the flow of what the Holy Spirit's doing. And you and I, Jonathan, have always had such, even when we were teenagers, before we were married, when we were dating, we loved to pray together. We loved to to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. We We've told y'all before we go on dates to church services where people don't know us so that we can just go in and receive. And we had, we talked about it early in our marriage that we were going to go after God in ways that we didn't even understand. We both have been in church our whole lives. We've been saved since we were little bitty. And we both agreed that we would go after God in such a way that if it was something that we had never experienced before and it was looked totally different than anything we'd ever seen or experienced before, that we were going to go after it. If it was God, right. we would go after it. That's right. And that's what we've done our whole lives. Yes. And we've experienced God in so many amazing and extraordinary ways because we've been open to that. That's right. To be totally honest, um, and I won't go too deep into it, but both Kelly and I had we have been through trials in our lives uh, since we've been married. Um, battles of the mind, battles of torment, uh, battles of um, things that had we went to a doctor they would have said, here's a prescription. True. Uh, here's, you know, whatever. I used to know the names of all the mind-altering drugs. I know. I'm, I like, like that. Like Prozac and all the other ones. I don't even know what they are. But I there's, would probably say some heartburn medicine There were times in our lives uh, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, I guess I should say, um, had I went to a doctor, that's what they would have done. Yeah. And there was times when... You've been through situations. You lost your brother at a very young age. He was only 38. Um, 
your dad was involved in a horrific accident that miraculously God brought him through, but he spent over a month in the hospital. Um, and many other trials that, that if I tried to explain, people wouldn't understand. Right. We never once, either one of us have ever turned. And if you have, I'm not, I'm not, if you're listening to this and you've turned to a prescription, I'm not coming against that at all. No. Um, but I do want to say this, the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost got us through every single one of those trials without a prescription. He did. Um, We've been through things that um, uh, many have lost their mind over less than what some of the things that we've been through, but God's kept us through it all because our safe place has always been go get in the manifested presence of God. Yes. And the relief in your mind is greater than any, I don't know, whatever drug or Mm. alcohol or whatever the world turns to, the relief in being in the presence of God and the demonstration of his power, not just a great sermon. No. I got, I've got great sermons on CDs, DVDs. Uh, I've got great sermons um, that I could go to in a heartbeat. But there comes a time when, okay, I need the demonstration of what that sermon's talking about. Yes. And that has, it's more than just the feeling. The feeling's amazing. It's more than just being addicted to his presence. That's amazing and that's awesome. But it's the way it will change, radically change your life. Yes. Radically change. And here's the deal. It's like getting on an operating table. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're doing. You just know when I, you know, go in there and I see that anesthesiologist and they give me whatever and it makes me go to sleep. I just totally trust that that doctor is going to fix whatever needs to be fixed. Right. I may have some idea of what's hurting or what, but I can't fix it. And I certainly True. couldn't do it myself. So I have to trust the doctor. And that's what it's like. Is there a little bit of nervousness before you go into a surgery? I imagine there is. I've never been in a surgery. You have. I've never been put out. You have. I imagine yeah. there's some a little bit of anxiety. What's about to happen? Yeah. But you still put your trust in that doctor knowing it's going to be for your good. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with the presence of God. Yeah. We have to get to a place where we say, God, it's not going to make sense. I don't know how to fix it. Just wreck me in your presence. Yes. And one moment and, in his presence and changes everything. Everything will change. It does. Everything will change. So, and I, if, if you're still listening and you're thinking, well, you know, I don't have or see these things in, in my church or in, in the ministries that I'm connected to, um, but I know it's a, it's a, it's a good, you know, message that, that I'm connected to or that, my favorite preacher preaches, but I really don't see any of these things. Well, let me take you to a passage that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, where Paul writes this, and, and he's going around preaching, writing, you know, the, the books, most of the books of the New Testament were written by him, and this is to the Corinthians, and he says, my message and my preaching was not with enticing or persuasive words of man's wisdom, but my message was for the purpose of a demonstration of the Spirit's power, a demonstration of this Holy Ghost power. So the purpose of the message is just to activate the demonstration. Yeah. And if we have the message and not the demonstration, we're, we're not going to see anything change. Nothing's different. And so 
I I know that I'm coming pretty straight and pretty hard and pretty heavy, but I want everyone listening to this to be changed by this power. Yes. And to know that there's an answer and there's a better way and the power and the presence of God is nothing to be afraid of. Um, there's always going to be that godly fear, and that's good. There's always going to be good. that that. Oh, this is a God. Yeah. This is not. This isn't just something small. This is a God. I and, love that. And when you get that feeling, it's like getting on a roller coaster, right? Yeah. That good feeling of that like you don't like. But I, I don't like, like the roller coaster. <laughs> I'll take the spiritual roller coaster, but I don't really like to go. <laughs> To Six Flags and get on something that's going to turn me every way but loose. And for the record, I do. And you do. Morgan and I, my daughter, uh, we ride the roller coasters and leave the boys on the ground. I love watching. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, um, <clears throat> not well. I'm just a little bit too cautious uh, in the natural. Maybe that's a nice way to put it. But in the supernatural, <laughs> um, I'll get on with you. I know you will. Let's go. That's more and, important. <laughs> yes, and so. Um, you know, what I'm trying to get at is let's, you know, let's see if we can go deeper, not shit more shallow as the world, the world is, has no answers for what's going on. We need to get in the deep, we need to get deeper in the presence of God and the demonstration of his spirit. The spirit of God does have an answer for what's going on. He has an answer for everything. And yeah, we don't, he does. We don't, but he does. And so that's the, the main reason. I mean, we cannot, if there is, has ever been a time in our lives that we can truly say we cannot find the answer in man's wisdom at all. It is today or in man's help. And you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says man's help is useless and it really honestly is. So what does that leave us? We have to be tuned in to the spirit of God like never before. We have to have our spiritual ears open like never before. And that is a supernatural thing. It is not, the Bible says, you know, you can't be carnally minded and understand the things of the spirit. That's right. So we have to turn on our, I used to teach um, little kids Sunday school class. And I'd say, you have to turn on your spirit ears and your spirit eyes, you know, to understand the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing than, than your carnal mind. And, and um, I think right now more than ever is the best time to have more supernatural things happen than right, ever. Right. We have to have that. I mean, it's always the right time, but you know, like you said before, you know, some people have backed away from that because they don't want to make people uncomfortable, but uh we've always been of the thought <laughs> the thought that we would rather people be uncomfortable than the Holy Spirit. That's right. We want the Holy Spirit to come and have his way and do whatever, make us uncomfortable, make everyone else uncomfortable in their flesh. But do what you want to do because that's what really changes things. That's exactly right. So let's break it down now to maybe maybe somebody's found this podcast and they don't really know when we're talking about the demonstration of his presence. Okay. We're talking about the, the, the demonstration of the Spirit mm-hmm. in church services, um, in ministry. In your life. In your life. Every day. Maybe people don't know what, what are we talking about? What yeah. are we talking about? So to, to break it all back, down on a entry level what what is it like to experience the power of the holy ghost um in a church service what is that what do you think of when you think of that in a church service yeah well 
uh, or or what, however you want to start. Yeah, well, that's fine. No, we'll start with church. Um, when the Holy Spirit comes in, our number one, our agenda is overtaken. <laughs> that's right by the Holy Spirit, and we just begin to follow Him, and and uh, we might lay hands on people. People are getting slain in the Spirit, drunk in the Holy Spirit, healed, saved, delivered. Um, I mean, you name it, when the Holy Spirit comes in, people are set free, they're uh, changed, their words of knowledge, words of prophecy, go for, forth words of wisdom, um, prophetic songs come with our worship team, or, you know, I mean, just, my goodness, unplanned. we could go on and on, right. it's all, uh, unplanned, and suddenly's all over the place. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit comes in and, and you know, people that are bound, just there's just this freedom that comes. And when I say bound, I, I, I mean like with many things, fear, depression, anxiety, you know, all of those things that bind us, um, unforgiveness, bitterness. Those things start to lift. Those things start to break off in the presence of the Lord. You know, when the supernatural power of God comes in, right. freedom comes. It's... it's um, to see, you know, the, <clears throat> throughout the scriptures, we see the laying on of hands is, especially in the New Testament, um, that's how the gift was stirred up, Paul said, by the laying on of my hands. Yes. Um, the Bible. Tell, tell them what you mean about gifts. What gifts are stirred up? The gifts of the Spirit, things inside of us, mm -hmm. that things that God has placed inside of us to become. Um, Active and working, and to uh, in maybe in in a way that uh, somebody who doesn't understand this could understand is for something to come online. You know, to not just have it, uh, not just have it in your toolbox, but now it's active and I'm using it. Yeah, when you get so filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, when you um, are operating, when you are operating and living the way God designed us to live, then the supernatural is active in our life. And so it's not crazy to think I can meet someone at the grocery store and uh, if they need prayer, I can pray and see them healed right there or yeah. in the marketplace or at work or mm -hmm. much less, you know, obviously at church. And to live in a supernatural um, realm is to basically keep your flesh uh, crucified to keep your flesh um, under subjection, right. because if you're walking in this supernatural realm, where you're, you're just seeing Lord God, what are you telling me about this person? What are you telling me about this situation? And you're continually, continually hearing God speak to you. Your flesh is not rising up. The temptation of the flesh is not there. It's yeah. not going to be there because you're walking in the Spirit. That the word, communication. The word says in Galatians five. Walk in the spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so, to to walk in that supernatural realm, and to see the, those gifts start up. The gifts are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, uh, tongues, uh, discernment. These I don't want to go through all these. These are the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God has given us, and those gifts need to be stirred up. And this yes. is why, when Paul said, was to Timothy. By the laying on of my hands, the gifts are being stirred up. Uh, we see also that we lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This is why we have um, 
prayer lines at church, not just at church, but you can lay hands on someone anywhere. This is why there's an attack on this through this pandemic because they want they they want to stop of some. Our daughter um, goes to ORU, and there's a church there in Tulsa that is coming under that she visits when she can't get home. Um, that is coming under attack in the local media because a pastor laid hands on some people on the stage, and that is just. Uh, I'm absolutely sickened and determined. That's why I'm coming hard and heavy in this in this podcast. That this is not gonna gonna end here, right? But we're gonna fight for this because this is part of our walk with God. Yes, is the is. power and demonstration, demonstration. of the Holy Ghost yeah. through the laying on of hands and seeing signs and wonders and miracles and people drunk on the power of the Holy Ghost instead of drunk and intoxicated on some addictive substance that's destroying lives, destroying families, destroying homes, causing children to have to grow up in broken homes because they're turning to something else when the power of the Holy Ghost is being put on a shelf because churches are ashamed of it. We have the answer. The, every, if you think about every home ever destroyed by drugs, the church has the answer. When that mom or dad went and looked for drugs and that home was destroyed, the church has the answer. They could have found it, but the church is hiding it. Yeah. Because the church Sad. is ashamed of it. But we're not. And the power of the Holy Ghost will get you through anything. Does it make you uh, uncomfortable in your flesh? Yeah. And that's the best part of it. Yeah, that's right. We have to crucify our flesh every day. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it, Paul wrote. Crucify your flesh every single day. And nothing works better than to get in the power and the presence of God and see it active. And then it's fun. It's exciting. And I mean, it, it becomes addictive just like a it does. Just like a drug, except there's it no does. hangover. Yeah. And, it, and if getting rid of some of my flesh means that I get to be closer to Jesus, then get rid of it. You know, if I have a thought process that is not right, if I have something and a belief that is not right, you know, a lot of times we've we've been raised to believe certain things and and they're really not even biblical, you know, and and we have to let the Holy Spirit expose those and get those out so that we can be in the walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. And the way that you get that river flowing is to just do it and yeah. to just ask him. Right. The Bible says if we hunger and thirst for him, he'll fill us. He will pour it out on us. If he, if you, you know, if your kids want to just spend time with you and want you to love on them and they want to hear what you have to say, you don't go in the other room and say, no, I don't really have time for you right now. I would never do that. No. If no. they want to sit down with me and, and talk and spend time I'm going to sit down and talk and spend time until they're tired of me. That's right. You know, and so God is the same way. He wants us to hunger and thirst for him and for more of him and just to be able to say, God, I don't care if it's totally different than anything I've ever seen. If it makes my mind go, what in the world is this? (laughs) You know, it's okay. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) And uh, it just makes me want to go deeper and further and say, God, please show me something I've never seen before. Do something you've never done before. Absolutely. Um, the greatest revivals um, that 
this country's ever known and that the world has ever known have been marked by power demonstrations, signs, wonders, and miracles. Yep. The greatest moves of God. Yep. And people drunk on the Holy Ghost, people filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, laughing. Lord, if we ever needed laughter, the Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. We need it. The the world is sick right now with yeah. something called Corona. We need yeah. we need the medicine from heaven. There is nothing like getting drunk on the Holy Ghost and laughing uncontrollably for no other reason than just the Holy Ghost is making you do it. <laughs> yes, these are all the demonstrations. Um, wasn't it? Wasn't it the Azusa Street revival that they would get off the train station and not know where the revival was, but they would follow the fire? Wasn't that Azusa Street? I believe so. Because it wasn't a. Well, there was all kinds of. It wasn't a natural. Like I know that, there like were all that. kinds. It wasn't a natural fire. It was a supernatural fire, and they would follow that because they could see it with their natural eyes. Right. But the building wasn't actually on fire. That's awesome. It is. It's absolutely. Um, it's absolutely God. That's yes. how he worked. He didn't quit demonstrating his presence and the supernatural. Just because you know we're two thousand years from from the upper room, right? He, he didn't. He the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he's going to do, do it, it now. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, we'll <clears throat> wrap this up here in the next couple minutes. You and I could go on about this. We could for go a on long, and long on time. and on. But I just want. Hopefully, we just are hoping that what we've talked about today has got you hungry for the demonstration of his presence in your life. Yes. In your life. We could tell some some amazing stories, um, amazing demonstrations of his presence that we've seen happen in 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 our ministry and other ministries in our in our church um, that we've experienced in our home. In our home. And every single time Something major happens when you get in his presence. You're never That's the same. Right. You're never the same. That's right. There's nothing better. No, you're pretty much a, a Holy Ghost drunk. Yes. And it's my favorite thing in I, the world. I like you that way. Well, you should. Yes. You're a lot more easier to live with. So that's just another benefit. <laughs> I am never hard to live with. You're never hard. You're just easier when you stay drunk on the Holy Ghost. Yes. And, um, it's it's really something that a lot of the culture, the church culture of today, um, has dismissed it, has let it go. And that's sad. Has tried to package Christianity without it, and it just doesn't work. No. Nope. It does not work. And it, I just want to just throw this in really quickly. It brings so much clarity. If you have decisions you're trying to make, if you have um, issues that you're trying to sort out in your life, you can get into the presence of God so deep that you will have revelations from the Lord, from the Spirit of God that will clear things up and give you so much clarity in, in decisions, in situations that you need to sort out, work out, whatever it is. The Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you in all these things. That's right. He cares about the littlest things, things that you would think, okay, God, you're God. You don't have time for this mm -hmm. detail. But he does because mm -hmm. he cares about what we care about. He honestly, truly does. And that's what always uh, just astonishes me that sometimes I'll pray about something that literally doesn't have a whole lot, <laughs> doesn't have a lot of eternal weight. 
but yeah. it's just really important in that moment or it's important to my kids or it's important to you and I'll pray about it. And it's something that the world's not going to stop turning if it doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But because it's important to us, we are his kids. It's important to him and he will answer every time. He always comes through. He's always faithful. And then to the biggest things, you know, the biggest things that we pray about that will, you know, change our world. He cares about everything from the smallest to the biggest and everything in between. And he will give us revelation. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And that means every step. So it's not every leap. It's not every, you know, quantum leap into the next big thing in our life. It's every step. And how many steps do we take every day? Yeah. A lot. Some more than others. Some more than others. And you might have a a step counter and you might know exactly how many steps you take. Well, that's how many times God will lead you and guide you and give you direction. And he Mm -hmm. cares about every step. That's exactly right. So I hope you're hungry. I hope who I know I am just talking I am. about. I yes. say let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go dive to church. In. Dive in. Let's Head do this. first into the deep end. Try it because you'll never be the same. Just just try it once. Just try maybe if you've never been in the type of atmosphere we're talking about, just go. Just go and jump in and see what happens. You'll never be the same. And you'll be addicted. You'll be absolutely <laughs> addicted. And there's no hangover. No better feeling. Nothing better. I hope that you take this and run with it. Go after some Holy Ghost power. Go find some uh, Holy Ghost church service. Uh, turn on some Holy Ghost music. Look up um, some good Holy Ghost preaching and let it just and have change fun. you. Have fun. <laughs> Get on fire. Yes. We hope you've enjoyed In the Loft. We will see you next time. Until then, stay drunk on the power of the Holy Ghost of the Holy Ghost see you later everybody <laughs>